Well, welcome to the Move Church Forward podcast with Nick Newman. I'm your host, Nick Newman, and I am so excited to be with you today. Hey, do us a favor. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend if it's been benefiting you in any way. The Move Church Forward podcast is designed to help you overcome obstacles and continue to move church forward in your context. And I'm so excited about today because we are going to have just a brief talk about Easter. Now, Easter is one of those holidays that uh, we typically see a huge spike in attendance. We, uh, I'm currently filming this, and this is going to be released in the month of March, Easter 2022. Uh, falls in uh, mid to late April this year. So you've got a little bit of time, but you really don't. Uh, The reality is planning a big weekend like Easter, making sure that uh, your church is ready for however many uh, worship services you're going to have ready for an uh, attendance spike, making sure your parking teams, your kids teams, all of those are ready. Uh, those kinds of things can't wait till the last minute. We have to be preparing for those even right now. So we wanted to bring this podcast to you, uh, not in April, where you only had like two weeks before Easter, but to really bring it to you ahead of time so that you and I can prepare for the harvest that I believe God is going to bring in Easter of 2022. And so I've got four things for you today as we think about Easter. And the first one is capitalize on natural momentum. Now, whether we like it or not, there are people in our churches that are creasters. If you're not familiar with the term, creaster is uh, the Christians who only show up for Christmas and Easter. Uh, We've also got some that only show up on Mother's Day. But creasters, uh, I mean, they're going to come. That's natural Easter is one of those times where it's really easy to uh, invite people to church. It's really easy for people to come to church. Sometimes the reason that they come is to make mom happy or because they've got a family gathering afterwards. But regardless, Easter is one of those weekends that there is a natural momentum bend uh, up and to the right. And so rather than just letting that happen naturally and not doing anything, We want to make sure that we are capitalizing on natural momentum. This is a great thing for you to do as you look at your church calendar, uh, because every church calendar has growth rhythms and growth seasons. So, for example, we typically grow the most uh, from January to March. Now, COVID has skewed those uh, analytics just a little bit, but that was pretty much statistically true for us. Uh, Even this year, we've been growing pretty significantly in January and February. Now we're in March and we are really looking at, you know, what this looks like. And so I'm excited about it, excited for what God is doing. But what we're doing is we're capitalizing on natural momentum. We're planning our message series. We're looking at all the data and we're making sure that we push people to invite in this season because we are capitalizing on natural momentum. Some big weekends that you should probably consider capitalizing natural momentum on. You've got Easter, Mother's Day. Uh, For some churches, Father's Day is really big. We found that Mother's Day is on par with Easter for us, but Father's Day is really not. It's pretty much like a regular Sunday, your church anniversary and Christmas. If you can do those things and capitalize on growth momentums, what's going to happen is uh, it's going to create new normals 
in your organization. And so even if you saw, let's say, a 20 to 30 percent increase on Christmas, if you retain 15 percent of those people, you're going to bump up. So if you have a 100 person church and you saw 20 extra people come and you retain 15 to 20, I'm doing so much math right now and my team would tell you I'm terrible at it. But if you capitalize on that momentum, like you could gain five people. I understand five is not 15%, but I I can't math that well uh, this morning. So capitalize on natural momentum. People are going to naturally attend. Don't just let it happen. Make sure you're prepared for it. The second thing is you need a marketing plan. You need a marketing plan. How are you going to promote and capitalize on this natural momentum around Easter. A few things that you can do. Number one, you can give your people invite cards. Now, we are about six weeks away from Easter. We're going to start telling them our Easter experience times really soon. We want to know five weeks out that they have all the dates, they know what service times we're doing, and we're going to be placing resources in their hands to do it. There's nothing worse than asking your people to do something and then not giving them the tools to do so. So when it comes to invite cards, your invite cards should be fairly simple. Don't feel like you have to create this big, elaborate, overly complicated thing. You can do your Easter graphic on the front and on the back. There's only a few things that are really, really needed. Your experience times, your date, and the website of your church. If you can have all of that info on it, it's simple, it's clean, and people get all the information they need to make it there that weekend. Oh, and the date. The date would be helpful because not everybody knows what Easter Sunday is. So be sure to do that when you're looking at preparing your marketing stuff. Invite cards are great. The second thing I would recommend doing is uh, social media posts and social media ads. Now, with Facebook, you have the ability to target ads. You have the ability to create posts. When you're writing social media content, don't just write the generic Join us on Easter Sunday posts. You can have one or two of those, um, but those are not going to perform as well as you spending the time and thinking of the problems people are facing as they think about coming to your church for Easter. So uh, one of those problems is, uh, is there going to be anything for my kids? So as I'm thinking through marketing, right, is there going to be anything for my kids? We're going to do an ad that's geared around your kids learning about Jesus this Easter. That's the whole premise because marketing, if done well, is just answering a perceived problem that somebody else already has. So when you're preparing your marketing stuff, you need a budget for invite cards, which if you, you know, budget doesn't have to be huge for invite cards. You can go to Staples and print like 500 uh, invite cards for 20 bucks. It's simple. It's easy. You need a budget for social media ads. And I would recommend not just running one big ad um, performance-wise. Typically, three or four ads do better than just running one highly uh, paid ad. So uh, break your money down. And then halfway through your campaign, if you feel like, man, this kid's one is really performing well, but you know some of the other ones aren't, then then pause those and dump the rest of your money into what is actually working. It's like pouring gasoline on a pre-existing fire. 
So marketing, invite cards, social media ads, and pastors, I would recommend for you to shoot a invite video. You can do the big like film production style video where someone films you. It's got lower thirds, background music. But honestly, um, what I've seen perform really well lately for us is me just holding a phone and saying, hey, you should check out our church. Here's the times. Here's the locations. I'd love for you to be a part of it. I just filmed one the other day that was like, hey, I know trying church can be difficult and complicated, so we've made the process easy. Just hit our homepage of our website and you can plan your visit today. I mean, it's not complicated. Just film it with your phone and uh, people watch that content all the time because it it's engaging just like what the rest of the world uh, is doing marketing-wise uh, with Reels and TikTok and Instagram stories and whatever else uh, is like that fast form content that you see and scroll through. The third thing is to keep your experience similar. Now, I'm going to get a lot of pushback on this uh, because I have been for years, but typically Easter and Christmas are when churches go all in and all out on a big Easter production. You spend a lot of time, energy, effort, resources uh, doing this performance or this play, this skit, this overly elaborate uh, thing in your church. And it's great because for the people who normally attend your Sunday services, it's something different for them. And sometimes it can incentivize them to bring people uh, to your church. But I've really not seen a great ROI long-term from those uh, overly dramatized Sunday morning experiences. And and really, it almost burdens uh, your people who are doing Christmas and Easter on your team because it's this big uh, time, energy, effort, resource thing. You do it, and it's done. I mean, it's literally something you spend four or five months on and is over within two hours. And so for us, I've found more value in keeping the experience similar because what I've learned is that you keep people with whatever you win them with. So think about it from the perspective of a first-time guest. They come that Sunday morning. It's Easter. You do a big theatrical play. You've got skits. You've got spoken word. You've got worship. It's a really, really powerful experience. And they go, man, this church could be my home. And then next Sunday, they come in your doors and they sit through three worship songs, a message, one worship song, closing announcements. When they leave, they have just had two vastly different experiences in the same place within two weeks. And when they get in the car that day, what they're going to be talking about is, well, that was different. And different's not wrong. It's just different. But what we need to remember is if we keep people with what we win them with, then for us, keeping our Sunday morning experience or keeping our Easter experience similar is of tremendous value. It's great to run the same play. And I'm not saying we we call it elevate the experience. So we're not going to change the format, the flow. Uh, We're going to do three songs. We may even do four songs on the front end and then worship and do a little bit more than the message, then do a little bit more worship at the end. But we're going to keep it really, really similar because when they come back next week, I want them to get the same thing in a different way. 
I want them to get the same message. I want them to get the same feel because they came in last week and had a great time and they obviously came back for that. So uh, I really believe that one of the best things you can do is to keep your experience similar because what you win them with is what you keep them with. Uh, which every youth pastor in the world said, amen. If you win them with pizza and basketball and you take away pizza and basketball, it just disappears. So we win people, then we keep them with that same thing. Then the fourth thing is this, make a return ask. Make a return ask. When you get them into your experience, one of the best things you can do at the end is to invite them to come back next week. Now, sometimes you do baptism the week after Easter. Sometimes it's not baptism. It's uh, a brand new message series. But whatever it is, make sure that you take the time and say, hey, would you come back next week? Uh, One of the things we do here at Propel Church is uh, something we call the the three-week challenge. I can't even remember what we do, right? (laughs) The three-week challenge. And the three-week challenge is this. You can never experience something fully just by going once. So would you try Propel Church three weeks in a row? And so on the front of that, this card that we give them is a try three weeks, is the three-week challenge. But then on the back of the card is actually something that we stole from Transformation Church, Pastor Mike Todd. And it says something along the lines of, if this is not the right fit, here are some churches you can try. And we actually promote some other local churches uh, in our area. I think there's seven churches on that list that uh, are within 30 to 40 minutes of us. And I have relational equity with every one of those pastors uh, or friends. I believe in them. I value them. And I think if we're not the right fit for somebody, we can help them find the right fit. So make a return ask. If you're kicking off a brand new series, this is great. And maybe it's even a challenge to do something fun next week, the week after Easter. Maybe uh, if you're in a warmer part of the state, in the States, maybe you do, uh, hey, we're going to have an ice cream truck here next weekend after our second experience. We'd love for you just to hang out. Or we're doing coffee and donuts uh, at our 9 a.m. next Sunday. We'd love for you to be there. Uh, There's so many things you can do, but whatever you do, don't just bring them in and then tell them, hey, have a great week. Like say, hey, we would love for you to come back next weekend. Thanks so much for being here today. If you capitalize on natural momentum, you work on your marketing, you keep your experience similar, and you make a return ask, I think you're going to have an incredible Easter experience. I am praying and believing for hundreds of thousands of souls to be saved in Easter of 2022, and I'm so grateful that you tuned in to today's message of the Move Church Forward podcast. If this message benefited you in any way, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. Until next time, have a great day.